0: To the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 what, work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a. B- but don't be afraid. <laughs> That's why we give you weekend fantasy update.
1: Big weekend here on Weekend Fantasy Update. And welcome. I am Scott Engel, the managing director of rotoexperts.com. I am the king. I am fantasy filling in for Joe Galita today. That means a a bonus. I get to spend three hours with my good friend who they just, they don't put me with him much anymore. Maybe because we like each other too much. It is George Blue Line Kurtz. George. Good to be with you on weekend fantasy update today for three hours.
2: It is Scott. Looking forward to the show. It's funny you're filling in for Joe Galina. I think I'm filling in for Corey Parson. in reverse. I know neither one of us is really supposed to be here.
1: Yeah, uh, but you know, I'll I'll, I'll take it. Uh, you know, and look, you know, anytime I get to to, anytime I get to work with Georgie Kurtz. That is fine. And it's September 1st, a great way to do it. Uh, it will take your calls today at 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-84-FNTSY, 844 843 It's a big draft weekend, so you can, uh, you can certainly ask us any draft questions as well. And, uh, of course, uh, now is the time, if you haven't done it yet, to get the exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package on RotoExperts.com. RotoExperts.com. Make sure you enter the King at checkout for a special discount. And, uh, you know, you can join us in the Slack chat room where uh, that's a brand new feature for us on RotoExperts.com. And you can ask uh, us questions anytime you know whether it's a draft question or a week 1 lineup question it is a little bit early but part of the exclusive edge fantasy football package uh you will you will be able to let me know let us know uh we will be able to let you know uh when, when we have everything coming uh we're gonna have lineup ranks from myself, start and sit from Brandon Murchison as well. So the week one content is coming up on RotoExperts.com. All, uh, all my, my uh, tier uh, draft rankings are uh, up on the site for this big draft weekend. It definitely is a big draft weekend. A uh, lot, lots of NFFC action going on in Manhattan. Uh, some of our friends involved in that. Uh, I have an auction. Uh, you know, right Right after this show today at 4.30 p.m. Eastern, which I'm getting ready for. Uh, I'm, in, I'm in 11 leagues this year. I still have three drafts left. So, uh, you know, lots of work for me to do. And uh, if you got questions for me, I'm at, at X on Twitter. And, of course, uh, you can hit me up today on today's show with any questions that you might have uh, that's on your mind last minute. Because a lot of people speculate so much ahead of time. Oh, I have this pick in the first round. Should I trade it? Uh, I have this pick in the first round, so I think this is what's going to be available. What should I do? The biggest thing I'm going to tell you is don't speculate. Stop overthinking. You know, The worst thing the fantasy players do, and it's, it's natural to all of us, so I can never stop telling you to do it completely, is to overthink and over worry about things. It starts on draft day, carries through all throughout the season. But if you're well prepped, you really should just relax and let the draft come to you. Stop speculating. I actually had one guy in a keeper league who I talked to a lot send me a full sheet of what he did this week. He, he had a 14-round keeper draft, and he predicted the entire 14 rounds ahead of time. And then asked me for my thoughts on who would be available at what slot. And, you know, for those of you who've seen Rocky, too, and, you know, maybe I'll sound a little bit like an old man, but uh, Apollo Creed, they said, lost the fight because uh, he overtrained. In fantasy football, when you speculate about 14 rounds ahead of time, you are overtraining and you're overdoing it. Let the draft come to you. Stop asking about. You know, well, should I go running back, running back? Should I go wide receiver, wide receiver? Just have the, if you're number number eight, just have your top eight guys queued up. And when it when it's the eighth pick, you just take the top guy off the board. Go with the flow of the draft. You know, just stop speculating and saying, oh, well, I know that, I know this is going to happen ahead of me. You don't know exactly what's going to happen ahead of you. Well, I spoke to the guys in my league. They never tell you the truth all the time, and they might change their mind on the run. George, you just got to relax and let the draft come to you. There's no set sequence for how to do it ahead of time. Like, oh, should I go running back, running back, wide receiver, wide receiver? You, you have to start over-speculating ahead of time. It's a fantasy disease,
2: George. Oh, I agree with you. I mean, if I had the eighth pick in the first round, I, I generally know who my, who my top eight players are. So I know who my pick will be. And I'm just going to check them off. And I'll take the 8th best player left on my board, or the 6th best player, depending on who gets picked. After that, it's what happens. You don't, people don't know what's going to happen during a draft. I've been in drafts where 11 of the first 12 picks have been running backs. So someone like DeAndre Hopkins has made it to the second round, which I never expected in a million years. It's a, it, all, it all depends. The only thing I know going through a draft, Scott, is that probably in my first two rounds, I'm taking a running back. You know, I don't want to I really don't want to go to round 3 with that one. But even that's not written in stone because as I just said, you know, maybe I took Antonio Brown at 4. So I got a wide receiver in the first round cuz I like well, where he's at. And then, you know, someone like Michael Thomas fell to me in the middle or end of round two, and he's by far the best player I like there. So, therefore, I have to go wide receiver, wide receiver. I didn't plan it that way. You know, I'm in the perfect world. I really do want a running back, but if the value is there at wide receiver, I have to take it. Like I said, I'm taking my best player on my list uh, in round one. Second round, I would like to take a running back in a perfect world. I want at least one, one running back in the first two rounds. But, hey, if the value is there at wide receiver, and that's what the draft is telling me to take, then I'll have to make adjustments on the fly.
1: 844-843-6879 844-84 FNTSY Let's take our first call of the day. Let's go to David from Seattle. David, you're on the weekend fantasy update with with Scott Engel and George Kurtz. Good afternoon and go Hawks. <laughs> Good afternoon. Thank you for cu- thank you for taking my call. So, uh I got the first pick in my draft tonight and then
2: so I'm thinking Todd Gurley with number 1 and then Two and three, I would go with, um, I'm thinking Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. But what what do you think
1: about drafting a receiver and a tight end from the same team? All right. Well, well two, two, one thing uh, that we just spoke about, David, is you can't speculate mm-hmm. about who's going to be there ahead of time. You can't say, I'm thinking exactly. Hill and right. Kelsey because you don't know who's going to be there. Uh Secondly, I don't like taking two players from the same team because if the Chiefs uh, score 13 points in any given week, then you've pretty much killed their fantasy outlook in a big way for the second week. Third off, I don't like taking a tight end that early either. Uh, you know, I'd rather f- focus on running backs and wide receivers.
0: Okay, thank you.
1: David, are you still there? Yes. Okay, you're a Seahawks fan? No, I'm a Browns fan. A Browns fan in Seattle. Oh, okay, well, I'm a Seahawks fan who lives in New York, but, uh, you know, much much better outlook uh, for you guys this year. I think you'll be 500. Thanks for the call, 844-843-6879. Any draft or week one lineup calls, 844-884-FNTSY. George, how do
2: you feel about taking two guys on the same team? Are you with me? Uh, no, no. Two guys on the same team, that's not a problem. I mean, you want to talk about three and four guys, specifically four, but you're telling me you wouldn't take Antonio Brown and then Le'Veon Bell or Rogers no. and uh, Damante Adams. I mean, come on, I have two two first, teams. First off,
1: first off, I'm not going to be have Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown on my team unless I'm in an auction or I to print to the well, first. Same round. thing. Yeah, I just I don't like the boomer bust philosophy of it, you know. Especially, you could look at even Aaron Rodgers and Jordy Nelson when they were in their prime. I think it was 2016 where the Bills shut them down to the tune of 10 points in a week week uh, week 16 fantasy playoff game, and people who had like Aaron Rodgers and Jordy Nelson together got knocked out of their playoffs.
2: I disagree. I have no problem taking two guys, uh, two guys on the same team. I get more nervous when we talk about three and four. Because then I worry about what you're talking about. I mean, maybe. And I, see, If it's two guys, I don't even worry about it like this. I would say maybe if it's close, I go with the other guy. That's more when it's three and four players. Two players, I have no problem on the same on the same team. That being said, I would never take Hill at the end of round two and Kelsey at the top of round three. I'm not doing that. That's I don't. I don't have Hill and Kelsey in my top 25, which is where he would have to have them. Assuming it's a 12-team league, maybe it's a 16, 18-team league. We didn't ask, so uh, it could be that. But uh, I. I don't have an issue with it. No, I don't.
1: Yeah, I do for you know more than just that reason. If, you know, let's say I. You, you, I have. Uh, I have Patrick Mahomes and and Tyree Hill. If Kelsey has a big game, you know that. You know, maybe that helps Mahomes, but it doesn't help Hill. If I have Kareem Hunt and Tyree Kill, and then it's a big running day from Kareem Hunt, that might hurt Tyree Kill. So, uh, I personally like, I I, I personally uh, like spreading the wealth around a little bit more myself. Uh, We'll get to more of your calls in just a second, but I I don't even like taking a tight end early because I'd rather load up on the running backs and the wide receivers in the first four to five rounds and wait for, like, a Jack Doyle, Kyle Rudolph uh, type of guy. And uh, uh, certainly what you shouldn't do is take a quarterback and a tight end within the first five rounds, George.
2: Oh, I'm with you there. I think you know my philosophy there. Quarterback is so deep. I'll wait until round nine, round ten before I really have to Go out and get one. And I'd like to say, it's not that I'll never have an Aaron Rodgers on my team, Scott, but I'm not taking him in round four. If he's there in round six, that's different. The value's there then. Then maybe I will take an Aaron Rodgers. But other than that, no. And tight end's almost the same thing. Yes, Gronk, Kelsey, Ertz, they're great. I would love to have them, but I'm not spending the third-round pick on them. I'm just not doing it. I want to load up on my run, specifically on my running backs, but wide receivers as well eight four four eight four F N T S Y. That's eight four four eight four three six
1: eight seven nine. Let's go back to the phones. Uh always love to talking to you guys. That's why we're here. Let's go to Gabriel from San Francisco. Gabriel, good afternoon. You're on the weekend fantasy update.
3: Hey, what's going on guys? Been listening to you guys for a while. Got a quick question. So on my home team, um, the starting lineup we only start one running back. Um, we've got two receivers uh, flex <clears throat> tight end and QB. But I just want to see how just starting one running back would impact your drafting strategy. Maybe going going light on running back on heavy on receivers. Just what do you guys think?
2: George. That's unusual to only start one running back uh, and a flex here. You could still start two. uh, would have changed my – only starting two wide receivers, not three. So everyone's getting downgraded one. Instead of two and three, you're one and two. So I don't know what changes my thinking all that much. Uh, this is a situation, though, Scott, where you could, if it's six points for a touchdown pass, you could tell me taking a quarterback a little earlier now because the pool is spread out. But as for the first round, if I got the first, second, third pick, whatever it is, I'm still taking Gurley Bell Johnson. Uh, later on, yeah, I don't need to stock up on as many running backs – as a traditional league, that starts too with the flex there. That thinking changes a little bit, but early on, no, I still want the best running backs.
1: All right, Gabriel, anything else?
3: Um, and the only other thing is that um, so there's only eight starting players, and then we have five bench spots. So it's kind of it's only 13 rounds in the damn league. And if I pick a kicker in a, a defense, then I'm only you know I'm only drafting 11 skilled position um, players. Does that change anything for you there?
1: Um, well, you know, look, you have to play a kicker in a defense. The only thing I would say, you know, it doesn't change your draft strategy. You're just not going as deep as other leagues. How many teams are in your league? It's 12 team. 12 yeah, 12 team. The only thing is, don't drive yourself crazy. It's almost going to be like a 10 man league in terms of waivers. Don't obsess over what's on the waiver wire, especially after your draft. Should I cut this guy and pick up this guy? You're always going to be driving yourself crazy because there's always going to be something that's attractive out on the waiver wire. But you got to, if you're well-prepped, you got to be confident with what you're going with. Uh, thanks a lot for the call, Gabriel. You're listening to the Weekend Fantasy Update. Thank you. And uh, and we're soothing you here with our fantasy questions. How deep is your league? We really want to know. And we'll take more of your questions, and we'll talk a Khalil Mack trade next here on the Weekend Fantasy Update with Scott and George. Oh, I heard music uh, there, and I, th- I thought we were g- we were going out to a break. Okay, uh, I'm a little bit thrown off there. Thank you very much. Oh, uh, I see. I see. See, I didn't get the joke. See, Sean was playing "How Deep Is Your Love" because uh, you know I. He wanted. I always say, "How deep is your league?" I have to know,
2: George. You knew the name of that, song? I didn't. I had no idea what the name of the song was. You knew the name of that song without Sean telling you. Come on! You haven't heard "How Deep Is Your Love" by the Bee Gees. Maybe this. I mean, maybe the song went on a little bit. I would know, but no, offhand, I don't know. The, I don't know the tune. No.
1: George, did you ever listen to anything but like
2: five classic rock bands? I have a Bee Gees uh, greatest hits, and that I don't think is on it. Oh come on! It's gotta be on it.
1: Go okay, get the gonna... CD. And I right. guarantee
2: you, it's on it. You hang on right here. I'm going to get the CD. I can see it right now. Hang on a second. We we'll can get it
1: during the break, though. Get it during the break. We're we'll going to break in just just two and a half minutes. There's no way that you can tell me that if you have a BG's greatest hits CD that uh, the "How Deep Is Your Love" is not on it. It's, there, if it it's is, there. It's there. Yeah. Number number six. I I was about to say that. Uh, that that if it wasn't on it, then maybe you, you you got you got like a like one of them discount store copies or something like that.
2: <laughs> no, it's it's that greatest hits. It's right there. I wouldn't lie to you. It's number six there, but uh, it's not definitely. Maybe not my maybe because you didn't hear.
1: Maybe because you didn't hear the chorus.
2: Maybe I, 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 he would, maybe he had to go deeper into the song for me to know it. I didn't know it from what I heard.
1: Yeah, I, they had an old TV show called Name That Tune. I think I they remember. actually brought it back recently. I was terrible at and. That show. Uh, I, I would probably kick butt on name that tune because uh, like, to me how deep is your love it's actually it's actually like to me it's like the my favorite ballad of all time and See, now, everybody I'm knowing to it, being a kiss fan I, I like it even better than Beth I'm
2: definitely which would to surprise play it during a lot of the break people. now to figure out if I just didn't know the name of the song and maybe I wasn't paying attention enough uh, to the background music
1: All right that's a little Van Halen a little right now. Uh, for you and right now we're taking your fantasy calls and we're going to talk a little Khalil Mack next on the
0: weekend fantasy update.
2: One, George. Right. See, this is going to be uh, George doesn't know music today.
1: No. They call me Dr. Love. That's not helping. I've heard any. that song before, yeah.
2: Calling Dr. Love by Kiss. I knew it was by Kiss I because it's you, but uh, so I was going to cheat and say Kiss, but uh, without I would it being have you, I would, have, I would have known. Yes, it would have because I know Sean was playing it because you're a Kiss guy. It would have been just putting two and two together but just from the uh, saw just from the what i heard no i would not have known it was kiss
1: all right, eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine eight four four eight four FNTSY, the weekend fantasy update. September first an inter- interesting day because NFL cutdowns have to be by four p.m. Eastern, and also uh, Major League Baseball expanding their rosters as well. Uh, you know, we had we had uh, some trades as well. You know, maybe we'll be able to talk about it as well. If you're still playing fantasy baseball, we have free fantasy baseball content on RotoExperts.com. Check out George's hot knot and Brandon C. Williams uh, fantasy baseball planner, but, uh, the big news coming out this morning, I was, uh, I was getting up early, was, uh, was getting ready for, uh, the show and then, uh, found out Khalil Mack was actually getting traded. It was no more rumor, uh, for two first round picks. He's going to the Chicago bears. Now you can hear regular NFL analysis about this everywhere, but from a fantasy perspective, uh, you know, this is very interesting, because you you never ignore fully defenses even though you're not picking them until later rounds but look the bears didn't get a lot of turnovers last year but they certainly put pressure on the quarterback you know this was a team that uh i believe they were 7th in the NFL in sacks last year but uh you know they didn't get they, they didn't get a lot of turnovers to me this makes a good defense Even better. And with more pressure on the quarterback from Khalil Mack, I have to believe the turnovers go up. I updated my ranks on rotoexperts.com, an exclusive edge package uh, this morning when I heard about this trade, enter the king at checkout for a special discount if you're still drafting. And it's not just a draft package, a regular season package. But to me, now the Bears are like a really good like top eight, top seven fantasy defense. I'm conservatively putting them at eight.
2: You know, I did uh, updated my ranks as well, and I have met number eight. You know, so I actually I was surprised I put him that high, but I did put him at uh, number eight. Only teams I have ahead of him are Jacksonville, Minnesota, Philly, both LA teams, Houston, and Denver. So I think it's hard for me to remove one of those teams. My biggest worry about Mac would be, you know, the season does start next week. Does it take him two, three games to really get in there? Obviously, he'll be in there in passing situations. He'll uh, go get the quarterback. That's not that tough. But how, uh, you know, how long will it take for him to be a I guess a regular part of that defense is what I would ask. Fantasy owners, I mean, you need those. If you're in IDP leagues, you want sacks. That's where they, where it where comes from. And tackles. Tackles are important. And you also might be worried that his designation could change. He could go from being a defensive end to a linebacker, and that hurts his value in IDP leagues.
1: Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it, 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 it's a little bit of a stunner. But I guess Gruden was holding his ground. Uh, you see one of the best defensive players in the league. And to me, this makes a very shaky Raiders defense even worse. And the Raiders are going to be in a lot of shootouts. I think, I think Derek Carr is going to have a big rebound year. Uh, you know, play with John Gruden basically uh, treat him as the CEO of the offense. Now they're going to be in a lot of shootouts. I, I'm going to be targeting the Raiders defense and DFS and Fantasy just about every week. They open up against the Rams. I'm, I'm looking at Jared Goff and Cooper Cup is maybe a DFS connection in week one.
2: Think about the uh, Raiders and Rams on uh, that, that's the Monday night game. the late yeah. Monday night game, I should say. One team going for it signs Aaron Donald, the other team. Not going for it. Let's uh, let's Mac go. I mean, surprised to put it nicely about this. I think this Raiders team now. I mean, outside of Miami, Buffalo, are they the worst team in the AFC? I mean, I don't. You, they are. They're going to be forced to get the shootout. You're absolutely correct, but I, I don't think they're built to do that. I don't think Derek Carr is that kind. He's not anaerobic. He's going to put the ball forty times and be great. You know, he's got to improve his game from last year. I don't know if I trust anybody on that offense there. You yeah, so. I don't, I don't understand this deal. That's bottom line for me. I just don't understand why you make this deal. Generally in the NFL, you're dying for two things, a quarterback and a pass rusher. And you just traded one. I get you got two number ones, but Chicago is going to be a better team. These are not going to be top ten picks. You know, I don't think they'll be top 10 either year. I'm not, I'm not saying they're going to be number, uh, number 30 because uh, the Bears are going to the Super Bowl. But I think they'll complete, compete for a playoff spot, both seeds, maybe even be in it. So now you're looking at picks somewhere in the 18 to 25 range. Uh, I know we've heard rumors that there's a player going back as well and that we haven't heard who that player is yet. Maybe that swings the difference here if it's a, a good player. But I got to tell you, Scott, I was, uh, I was su- they got exactly what they wanted to, two first-round picks and a player, and I'm still surprised they made this deal.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's a little bit of a stunner to see a guy like this moved. Even though we heard rumors that it was going to happen, and you know, to me, that like, I I think the Raiders, you know, that this, this makes them even more attractive from fantasy perspectives. Uh, I, I think Derek Carr is going to have a big year. I have him ranked 14th at quarterback. I think he rebounds in a big way. Uh, I think a lot. Of, I don't. I don't think they're the worst team in the AFC. It's not even close. They're better than Buffalo and Miami.
2: I said, besides Buffalo and Miami, once okay. again, you see, I, I I put that in there. I think Buffalo's the worst team in football. Uh, I think Miami is probably right up there with them. But what other team in the AFC is worse right now? From what we what can we can see? I understand What other games team the in the AFC paper. is worse, worse than mm-hmm. Oakland.
1: Okay, so, I and mean, I, I think Cleveland, if, Cleveland's I, a better team. Denver's got a better defense, but I think they're going to crap the bed on offense. Uh, I don't believe it's still, still a better team. team. He's 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 going to turn into a pumpkin. I think. Uh, I, so I they might agree. they might be they might be about equal with Denver, I think. And I don't I don't I think they might be better than Indianapolis because they're more balanced than than Indianapolis. Indianapolis has no running game and they have no defense. I think I think they're better than the Colts.
2: I might give you the Colts. I won't give you Denver. Uh, that that Oakland defense is that defense is trash last year. Where are they going to be this year? I mean, so I, I can't give you uh, Denver. I think Denver will be fine. Although I, I don't believe in Case Keenum either. Uh, I think all about Case Keenum. All I need to know about Case Keenum, Scott, was that Minnesota, who he knew him, took him to the uh, you know championship game, yet made no effort to resign him. Instead, went all out you know to get Kirk Cousins, who's a nice quarterback, but it's not like he's the second coming of uh, you know uh, Russell Wilson, Tom Brady here. So that's all I need to know about Case Keenum. They even they believe, in my mind, that you know it's a one year wonder sort of thing there. So I would agree about Keenum. Indianapolis certainly has their issues. You know, I think uh I think it's a successful season for Indianapolis if Andrew Luck plays sixteen games.
1: Yeah, uh, but he's not. He's just not going to have a lot of support. I don't think. No, uh, you I'm, know, Corey I'm looking Parson, at the I backfield. Talk- yeah, I'm looking at the backfield. Sorry, like in a dynasty league. I have Kristen Michael, Robert Turbin, Jordan Wilkins, and Naheem Hines. Uh, Marlon Max already got a hamstring injury. And Kristen Michael could open the season as the starter.
2: Yeah, and that's probably enough being said right there about the, the problems they have in the running game. You know, I, I was saying, Corey Parson and I have discussed, aren't they the perfect team for Des Bryant? I, I, he's not going there, obviously. That's not going to happen for – I guess Indianapolis doesn't want to deal with the problems they, they believe he brings – But they only have—it makes sense for Brian because Brian said he wants pretty much a one-year make-good deal try and get big money next year. You know, yes, that's not going to happen either, but that's what he wants. Wouldn't the Colts be perfect for that? Terrible defense, going to have to throw the ball a lot, and the only real reliable receiver they have is T.Y. Hilton. I, I Jack Doyle to a degree as well. But that's all they have. So he'd be perfect on that team. Play on turf. They got T.Y. Hilton. He's not gonna see a lot of double coverage, which it'd be perfect for Des. I was surprised, uh A I was surprised Andy didn't do better to get uh more weapons, and I'm surprised we never heard Des as a possible uh, as Indianapolis a possible landing spot for Des Bryant. You
1: know, I have a uh I have an auction draft right after this uh right after this show is a two quarterback, two, fl- it's only 10 teams. So originally when I got invited to, it, I said, I don't want to be involved in a 10 team league. But then they t- I was told it was two quarterback league and two flexes with 19 roster spots.
3: Nice.
2: I don't mind being in a 10-team. I don't. I don't mind being in a 10-team league. I and mean, The two-quarterback league automatically gets my attention. As you know, that's my—I uh, mean, a super flex is my favorite uh, more than a two-quarterback. But uh, still, a two-quarterback league, that's nice. And an auction to boot so nobody can complain about, uh, about you know, I can't get this guy. I couldn't get this guy because I ended up in one pick. You know, I don't mind that at all. 19 picks, though. 190. You're going to be there a while.
1: Yeah, I think I'm going to be there a little bit. You know, It starts at 4.30 Eastern. I'm I'm expecting to like be done by 8.30 Eastern and be a little burnt out. Auctions can really burn you out.
2: They are by far the fairest type of league. And uh, I don't play in any football auctions. Not because I've said no, I've just never been invited to one, which I'm happy about, by the way. But they are by far the fairest. The reason I don't do it is because it, it kills a night. And you said four hours, and you're probably being kind. I hope you get out of there in four hours. But I'm not so sure you will. Uh, they just take, and especially in baseball, they take forever. You know, it's an all night thing. I, now I can't do anything else. You know, it's a six hour auction draft. But that being said, if you're someone who likes to complain, oh, I didn't have the number one pick, I couldn't get Gurley or I couldn't get Bell, play in an auction. You can get anybody you want.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, I'm giving about a four hour block, but, you know, maybe it could go to six. You know, I just don't know. You have any uh, fantasy football draft questions, whether they're a uh, regular snake draft or auction, Eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine. That's eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine. George and I are here for you. No question is stupid. No question is silly. 844-84-FNTSY. Uh, we're here for you. Good news about Evan Ingram. Uh, looks like he's going to be cleared for uh, week, week, the Giants' week one game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, and, you know, what a lot of people do is they bump them down the draft board. You know, we've seen this before. uh where a guy is injured right now, but it's not long term, and they bump him down the draft board, and you get a value. If you're drafting this weekend and somebody's injured for the short term, you know, don't bump him too far down your draft board. Although with Josh Gordon, I am doing it because it's a hamstring injury, and those kinds of things can linger. It really does depend on the injury. But good news for those who drafted this weekend or are already drafted Evan Ingram, although he did have a concussion last season as well. And, uh, hopefully this thing doesn't become historical because the more concussions
2: you suffer, the the more his career is going to be threatened. Yeah. You hit the rub for me. It's not so much, uh, the problem about a concussion. It's the, he's had multiple now. And not only do they seem to come easier when you, once you've had one, they all seem to last a little longer. You know, we're, uh, you know, and we know the NFL, with the concussion how long you have to be out for it's, it's weird. I don't think there's any uh, set really thing. No matter what they say, I don't think there's any really set parameters there. That being said, I mean, maybe I had him pretty much there with Olsen. Maybe I would take Olsen ahead of him, you know, at at this point. But my, my bigger worry is, are there going to be enough balls to go around there? You know, the Giants are going to want to run the ball at Barkley. We know that's why they drafted him at number two. Run the ball, kill the clock, eat time, keep with defense off the field. Beckham's back. He's going to get the lion's share of targets, right? We We know that. So it means Anger and Shepard now. Who gets the second? Uh, who's the second target guy? Do I need to really one of those guys pay off? Do I need them to be the end zone guy? You know, the big target that Eli wants to look for in the end zone. So that's my bigger worry there. Just as if there's enough footballs to go around. That being said, I've taken Anger on multiple teams. Uh, Shepard's the guy who I think may be on the outside looking in, but his draft value is reflecting that.
1: Yeah, it's a tight end, you know, falls off a precipice at some point when you get outside about the top eight or the top nine. So even if Anger numbers are going to dip uh, for the reasons that you mentioned, uh, I, I you know, I think you still have to take them in its top seven tight end. Me personally, I rank Jack Doyle higher than anybody at number four. People say, why are well, you at Jack, Jack Doyle so high? I said, guy caught 80 passes from Jacoby Brissett last year. Come on. eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine. Uh Let's go to I think is a a uh, long-time caller, whatever show I've been. This is Irv from New Jersey. Irv, what's going on?
3: Scotty, George, what's going on, boys?
1: Irv, how you doing, cowboy?
3: I'm doing great, brother. How are you?
1: Good. Good to hear from you, my friend. What's up?
3: You too, my friend. Hey, George, I didn't forget about you too. Hope you're well.
2: (laughs) I am, Irv. Good to talk to you.
1: Irv goes way back with us to, like, You know, the days when we were on satellite radio. I think he's been calling us for about. Yeah, but since 2010. So uh, yeah. we Roto Experts is the longest running uh, morning show in the business, and Irv is the longest caller in the business. What can we do for you?
3: Uh, thanks, Scott. I appreciate that. So um, I, had a, I had my draft. I feel really good about it. Um, so I'm looking to maximize my starting lineup. I currently have uh, Greg Olson at tight end would you give away so I'm looking at the Gronk owner would you trade Olson and cup um, Cooper cup is my fourth possibly fifth uh, receiver on my depth chart for Gronk
1: Olson and cup for Gronk yeah yeah if if I was on the other end and you offered it to me I'd probably tell you no uh, because you know Gronk's probably taken with a third round pick but uh, you know I think you're going to go after Rob Gronkowski. you got to be prepared to give up a lot more. Uh, you have Greg Olson. Why do you want Gronk?
3: You know, and I don't know if I'm splitting hairs there. I just think um, I, what, I, I drafted a little different this year. And my, I think my starting lineup is pretty pretty crazy, pretty bonkers. And I'm just looking to kind of say I got the best at every spot.
1: Well, that's that's the problem, though. You can't have, like... A superstar player at every slot. How many teams are in your league?
3: Well, let me tell you, Scotty. This is a twelve-teamer with very intricate keeper leagues, and through trades and um, high uh, high picks, I think I kind of got there on this league. If I, t- I, don't know if you want me to tell you my starting lineup, but I think yeah, real
1: 12 quick, 12 tell teams. us the lineup. Yeah,
3: sure. Wilson at QB, three receivers: AJ Green, Mike Evans, Marvin Jones. Running backs: Fournette, Kamara. Tight end: Olsen, and um, I'm not getting into bench and kicker and stuff, so that that's my yeah. Well,
1: I, I think George here what he wants to do is to have the ideal perfect lineup, but uh, I think you know that's not necessary.
2: That's what I was going with this. If you made if I was the Gronk owner and Irv, you made this deal to me, I wouldn't be insulted. It would be a starting point though. I'd want more for what Scott said. If I have Gronk, I want more. But like I said, this is it. Actually, is fair because Olson's not. He's a solid tight end, a good tight end. And Cup get, brings the value to where it's close to Gronk. But it's just that if I'm the Gronk GOAT, I'm expecting something sexier back in return. And I don't, I don't think Olsen and Cup is that. It's a fair offer, but I don't think it'll get it done.
3: All right. All right thanks North. for the advice. Boys, appreciate it.
1: All right. Thanks a lot for the call. You know, it's you have to remember here, you know, we talk about overthinking things in terms of wanting to have the, uh, you know, the – the, the perfect draft plan out ahead of time. After the draft, you know, people constantly want to make trades, etc. You don't have to have the number one player at every position uh, to, to have a really good team, George.
2: No, you don't. But I, I like what Irv's doing here, trying to get the better player in a deal. It's, a, it's not a quality for quantity trade. It's not one of those things. It's a fair offer. So I have no problem. But I think you brought up a good point. You have Olsen. Do you really need to make this deal? It's nice to have a Cooper Cup. Uh, it's his backup, fourth receiver. But you'll need to use him during bye weeks, right? And injuries are going to happen, so you'll need to use him. Uh, I don't mind it from either way, actually. But that being said, I think you put it perfectly for me. If I'm a Gronk owner, Scott, I just I'm – I'm not insulted, so I'll talk and I'll, I'll negotiate, but I want more back.
1: Yeah, and you've got to give up more for Gronk, I love Cup this year. You may regret giving him up if – some point. Don't underrate Cooper Cup. More of your phone calls, more of the latest fantasy information next here on Weekend Fantasy Update with Scott Engel and George
0: Kurtz.
1: It's tricky to draft a quarterback and a quarterback and a tight end in the first five rounds. It's tricky. Tricky, 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 tricky. Welcome back to the Weekend Fantasy Update. Scott Engel and George Kurst. Actually, uh, Sean Engel, our producer, is saying that's my Sharon. It sounds like it's, it's tricky. It is it's, Sean, tricky. it's
0: tricky, it is it's tricky, but Which the thing about the song itself is is that that beat is sampled from my Sharona
1: you know what i actually forgot about that, so uh I think we're both right there, uh Sean Engel, uh my favorite producer of all time, uh you know, commanding the board today <laughs> can't imagine why and you can't imagine it's why totally not don't forget. <laughs> Yeah. uh, Don't forget, if you're playing Fantasy NASCAR uh, this weekend, to listen to the Father and Son Fantasy NASCAR Hour, it's, it's live for Darlington On Demand now with Sean and myself. Check that out. And also... DailyRoto.com is putting more than twenty-five grand on the line for subscribers this NFL season, entering paid contests on FanDuel and bringing you along for the free roll. Have the chance to win big this year, along Sports Grid CEO Jeremy Stein, one of the only men to have won two separate one million dollar prizes. Uh, Jeremy, a nice guy. I don't care what it's other shows say about game. him on this network. Uh, each week, we'll select lucky subscribers to sweat with us and split 50% of the profits. No profits that week. No worries. Your name will get tossed back into the hat the following week. Head to DailyRoto.com slash sweat and learn how to get in on the action and your share of $25,000 in action. That's DailyRoto.com slash sweat. DailyRoto.com slash sweat. Uh, you know, Sean actually played It's Good to Be the King about Jeremy Stein, but... I don't know if Sean remembers, though. That was actually the soundbite from my original producer on Satellite Radio, uh, Mike Demurgis. He used to play that when I introduced myself, and that's how I came up with the nickname, the King. You know, it was christened by Mike Demergis. You know, some other people, like, during the week, like Craig Carton will say certain things, and... Uh, He has, you know, he thinks he's right about everything, but he's not. He says a guy who calls himself the king, uh, he's wrong about that. Uh, It was it was I was Christian by somebody else. Uh, So it started a long time ago. I'm not a self-proclaimed king, George Kurtz.
2: Yeah, I remember asking you uh, a few years ago how you got the uh, nickname. So I actually remember the story uh, because I was curious. I didn't I know. I assume someone gave it to you. That's generally how nicknames stick. Someone has to give you a nickname for it to stick.
1: Yeah, like I I think somebody else uh, christened somebody, Corey Parson with the fantasy executive. And uh, I gave you like two nicknames. Uh, George, uh, the answer expert, because you answer every question that's ever asked on the RotoExperts.com, Daily Roto Slack, and in the past on our old email advice platforms. And uh, Blue Line, because nobody can talk about uh, hockey quite like you. You talk a blue line about hockey.
2: I love hockey, Scott. I've oh, already yeah. done some, uh, some mock drafts, uh, some, <laughs> some fantasy drafts. i got hockey drafts coming up. Look, it's, there's no busier time of year for me than August, September. Between football drafts, football starting, then the hockey drafts, and then, not to mention baseball winding down the playoffs. Uh, it's, a fa- it's, it's a fun time of year.
1: Yeah, Bob, uh, you're already getting ready for your hockey drafts?
2: Yeah, like I said, I had a mock uh, for, uh, I think, for fan tracks uh, the other day. We did that. Uh, I have my Dynasty League drafts in about two weeks, my home league a few weeks after that. Uh, I do weekly podcasts on hockey. So, uh, yeah, got to get the rankings up there, Scott. It's hockey season. All right. All right. Uh, I'm not not as excited
1: as you, but, uh, you know, have some fun there. Read the sports forecast today. do a great uh, fantasy hockey preview edition uh, as well. So uh, talk some fantasy football here eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine eight four four eight four f n t s y according to pro football talk, David Johnson is not expected to receive a contract extension before the season opener for them uh the following sunday, and uh i don 't know, maybe they won 't get something worked out during the year. We talk about how levy on Bell. Uh, you know, this incentive for him to make money and how contract, uh, when guys are playing for money, it's even more of a motivator because football is a big game of intangibles. You know, some people don't understand that. Uh, it's a game of emotion, I think, that often spurs performances, et cetera. Not that some guys just don't try hard than others, but, you know, football is an adrenaline game. And, you know, when you want to get paid, the, the adrenaline's flowing. Uh David Johnson's a free agent heading into next year. Do you think if he doesn't get a contract, you know, this makes him even more of an attractive draft pick because money is a motivator.
2: How much more attractive are you going to get? I mean, he's already a number 4 pick. Are you going to, uh, can, can I see you moving him up little is, is, is it a reason to
1: yeah, is it a reason to take him over Todd Gurley, Le'Veon Bell, or Ezekiel Elliott, although Le'Veon Bell's in the same situation? Right,
2: Bell's in the same boat, so no. Gurley, Okay, Gurley got paid. So what are we going to say? Oh, maybe Gurley's, uh, I don't want to say a fat cat, but that's what we're going at. Oh, he's not going to try his hardest? I don't believe that. I don't. Uh, I guess uh, if it was a different sort of situation where the guy got, I'll go the opposite. The guy got paid and he was on an also-ran team, that might worry me more. 'Cause then oh my god, we're you know, we're two and eight, season's over. Well, maybe I don't want to run into those tackles as much anymore. I guess I could buy that. But the bottom line is I can see him moving David Johnson up to number three. I could see that because he's uh I mean because Elliott I think has a lot of problems in the the Cowboys, that offensive line and no passing game. But I'm not moving up any further than that. And and number three, it's a fine trip. He'll be a great player. But that being said, we've seen what the Steelers do with Bell and keep franchising him. Won't the Cardinals do the same?
1: I was actually on the uh the Our Lads Football Network yesterday with uh, Greg De Palma check it out at com, and we were previewing the NFC West and you know this division it's is, is Probably better than people give it credit for, I think. Uh, you know, Greg's opinion was, because everybody's going to think that I'm a homer on this, is that you know Seattle is better than people giving credit for because they're the only team in the division that has guys like Russell Wilson and Bobby Wagner key spots, and they've been there before. Uh, but Arizona, people underrating him. The Vegas win totals on the Cardinals right now are five and a half. Uh, I think they're a better team than that. I'm going to take the over.
2: All right, now, we've we been playing this game the past couple of weeks between, with Mike Blewett and, uh, and Corey of trying to guess our wins. I don't, we haven't done Arizona, so I don't really have a guess offhand. I think that it does sound low. Would you be excited think,
1: about doing it?
2: I'm, I'm looking at the schedule right now, yes, because <laughs> so I want to figure out what it would be. Uh, I think that it does sound five and a half. Without looking at the schedule, five and a half does sound low. But that being said, yes. mine might be six, six and a half, so I don't think it's all that low.
1: But it's still over. You know, you you go to Monmouth Park and lay down the over.
2: I'm looking at it right now. I mean, they got to play the Rams tonight to meet the Rams. Okay, let's one. go. Let's go in a week at a time
1: here. Uh, All right, they're home. They're home against Washington. Uh, I'm going to give them the win.
2: I'll give them the win as well.
1: Okay, one and zero, Arizona Cardinals, at the Rams. I think we both think that's a loss. Yeah, yeah, that's a loss. Week three against the Bears. That could go. That could go either way.
2: That just got much more interesting. Khalil Mack, uh, I'm going to go Chicago.
1: Okay, so one and two. Then they're home against Seattle. Uh, Seattle usually owns them in Arizona, but Seattle's not as good as they were in the past few years. I'll say they'll make them two and two.
2: They'll split with Seattle, so they'll win this one.
1: All right, at San Francisco. Loss. Two and three. At at, uh, Minnesota. A definite loss. Two and four. Home against Denver.
2: All right. I guess I said they lose to Chicago. I'll say since it's at home, they'll beat Denver. But I don't feel great about that. It's also a short week. That's another reason why I think they'll beat Denver. Yeah, it's both those games game.
1: can swing. So it, it evens
2: out three and four. Then they're home against the 49ers. That's an, it should be a split. I mean, I like San Fran, but I don't love San Fran, but there's some teams. They're a divisional game at home. I'll, I'll give them a win. Four and four at Kansas City. Loss because it's in KC.
1: Home against Oakland.
2: No, that's a win now. I think Oakland's a loss cause.
1: Okay, we're still at five hundred at the Chargers. You can say it's a loss. Five and six at the Packers. We'll say it's a loss. Five and seven. Then home against Here's Detroit. Here's
2: the <laughs> uh, I'll give Detroit. I think Detroit's a good team.
1: Not great, but a good team. Five and eight at Atlanta. Loss. Five and nine. Rams at home, lost five and ten. Loss. at and I Seattle. It could be five and eleven. I don't think they're gonna. <laughs> I, you know what? I don't think they're gonna lose that many games in a row. Uh, I'll, I'll say they finish six and ten, and we'll get slightly yeah, but, the over. It, 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 they gonna, it, it, they're gonna win a game you don't expect them to.
2: It lets you know that the over under is right though. Five and a half does sound about right because you and I really had it at five. I I get where you're going. They're probably not gonna lose four or five games in a row. That generally doesn't happen in the NFL. But hey. Maybe by this point, because the season's done, you know they've, they've made the switch. And what I mean by that, maybe Josh Rose is now the quarterback. And he struggles as a rookie against those good defenses. So I could, I could see it happening. I truly could. Uh, bottom line is, I don't think they're all that great a team there. So uh, five and a half, it does sound right to me. I would probably take the over like you would, for the same reason you would. But I wouldn't feel very good about it.
1: the number to call for your fantasy football questions. Talk about the Cardinals. you have any questions about Larry Fitzgerald, Christian Kirk, the quarterback situation, Uh, no matter where you are in the draft, we'll we'll answer your question no matter what style. 844-843-6879, 844-84-FNTSY. According to ESPN's Mike Clay, uh, he spoke – you know, he uh, talked to some uh, top, talked to ESPN Nations uh, Tim McManus, who said uh, that Nick Foles is going to be the Week One starter for the uh, for the the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, I don't think we're surprised by this. You know, if you're reading inside injuries on RotoExperts.com, they were saying it'd be very tough for him to be ready for Week One. Maybe he'll miss Week One and two. But to me, if you're drafting this weekend, that really bumps Wentz down the board. Uh, you know, I've seen him going in double-figure rounds. They're not going to rush him back before he's ready, but I expect him to hit the ground running in the first week or two when he comes back there. So to me, uh, what I what I actually did, you know, in the Cardin and Friends League where I'm advising Mike Cardano and uh, and Michelle Serpico, we took Carson Wentz, but we also took Jared Goff. So, you know, if you're going to go a route like that and take another decent quarterback, you know, you, you can uh, – you can say take a Wentz and a Rivers, and Rivers is so wildly underrated. In fact, uh, I know one league where he actually went dra- one drafted. A user was talking to me about this weekend uh, in a keeper league. Uh, you-, you can afford to wait for Wentz because quarterback is so deep, and then he can really help you like
2: drive towards a championship later in the year. Well, that's the key there. If you can wait on Wentz, that's I have no problem drafting him. But if someone's still looking to draft him in round seven because someone really wants him, I'm not doing that. I am not taking Carson Wentz in round seven. I'm waiting on a quarterback forever anyway. I'm not going to pay for 14 games, you know. assuming he misses the first two weeks of the season. We're, we're guessing here. We don't know. Now, so I'm not going to pay for that. So I have no problem with the man. He's there in round 10, round 11. I'll have to do exactly what you said. You're drafting Wentz, and you're drafting another Decent quarterback after that. It's Phillip Rivers. I'm, I'm doing somersaults. You know, Jared Goff is where I expect to be. Patrick Mahomes. Somewhere uh, somewhere along that ilk of player. Uh, Wentz, I'm a—you know, for a guy that's been in 11-on-11 11 11 drills for, for a while now, I'm surprised he's not ready to play. You know, that does uh, surprise me a little bit. I'm wondering this. They play the Thursday night game. You sit him out, you give him 10 extra days. So I wonder if that plays a part in it as well here. And it may also be, hey, he's our franchise guy. guy we, we want to have for the next 10, 15 years. There's no no reason to screw around with his health. It's two games. We'll survive without him.
1: Uh, you can also ask us questions on Twitter where uh, Steve G wants to know about my tiered ranks on rotoexperts.com, saying, uh, can you describe your tiers, meaning of what tier is an RB3, a wide receiver 3, and a tel- 12-team PPR? I think that's kind of obvious. If he's a wide receiver one, it's among the top 12. It's a wide receiver two. It's, uh, you know, in 13 to what is it? uh, 24. 24, I think. Wide receiver three, 25, 36. But, you know, there's really no no set formula to it, though, when I do my tiers. It's, uh, you know, I think I just go by feel. And, you know, knowing the player pool, et cetera, I don't think there's anything anything assigned to it necessarily, George.
2: I would agree with you. Uh, When I do my tiers, it's also by uh, players who are even in that group. Like quarterback. I have Aaron Rodgers in his own tier. He's number one, that's it. Then the second tier would be Brady, Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson. Uh, Wentz would have been there if he was healthy. Guys like that. And Then the third tier of quarterbacks is much bigger. There's about seven or eight guys in there. It's just the next group of guys that are all similar. That's how I do my tiers, not according to round or anything like that. It's all about guys and how similar they are to other players. Because when you drop down a tier, you want to know you're taking a lesser player. Yeah, if the last guy in tier three and the first guy in tier four generally has a drop off there, that's how I go about judging it.
1: Yeah, my top nine guys are, you know, they've, they the at running back in PPR are pretty much guys I'm more comfortable with as I'm having my my as my RB one. So there's no rhyme or reason to that, but you know, once I get to well, I, I would say maybe the top eleven are like you know my RB one. But if you want to lose something, there's a you, a loose guy that would be twelve. Twenty-five, thirty-seven, sort of. But you know, I have I have Joe Mixon at number twelve. I I don't think I'm comfortable with him as an RB one. There's no rhyme or reason to it. Wide receiver is different. Uh, there's eleven running backs who I feel comfortable with as an RB one. But there's probably I would say you know going down this list, uh, I would probably say you know there's a there's probably twelve uh, wide receivers that I'd be comfortable with. As my as my RB one, so but then you go to quarterback, uh, and then I would say there's probably about maybe 14 guys I could feel comfortable with as my QB one.
2: Oh, I'm with you. There are there are exactly 14 guys that I'm comfortable with as my QB one. Which is why I'm waiting forever, because I don't care. What? I got Rivers? All right, fine. Garoppolo? Luck? These are all guys at the bottom of my list. Pat, Matt Ryan? Ben? I'm okay with that. I, uh, I'll i live with that if, as long as it allowed me to load up on my running backs, load up on my wide receivers. Uh, I'm fine with that. This is why I wait forever on a quarterback in one quarterback leagues. If we're talking super flex or like a two-quarterback league that you're about to draft in after the show, that's completely different. Then I, these guys move up my list, and I'm drafting quarterbacks much, much earlier.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of times people are looking for a formula that's going to work, and it, there's really no f- set formula. You know, there's too many, there's, there's just too many variables that go into it. Like everybody wants a formula at the beginning of the draft. Should I go running back, running back, wide receiver, wide receiver? You know, this is not fantasy baseball. Uh, you can't go with formulas. There's too many variables involved. You just got to adjust on the run.
2: The way I look at it is in most leagues, uh, 12-team t- leagues. Most leagues I play in are 12-team leagues. Three teams are going to be eliminated because of injuries. Nothing they could have done. I don't care who you are. Everybody got hurt on your team. You're done. Another three teams, eh, they won't pay attention as much. They won't make the right moves. They'll, they'll sl- sleep at the wheel. They're eliminated. So I always assume if I can avoid the injuries, and I'm not one of those three teams, I'm really battling only five other teams that are really are there with me. The draft, um, draft doesn't lose it for you. I'm sorry, the draft won't win it for you but it can lose it for you. It's just a good start. As long as you don't screw it up, it's a good head start. It's the moves you make during the season and staying healthy that are always keys for me. All
1: right, you're listening to the Weekend Fantasy Update. Scott Engel and George Kurtz filling in for Joe Galina and Corey Parson. The king instead of fantasy Jesus. The answer expert instead of the fantasy executive. Taking your calls at 844-84-FNTSY. 844-843-6879. Some Jameis Winston talk in Tampa Bay next.